What's up, everybody? Ah, what is up, everybody? <laughs> Sorry, I hit a bump. Uh, Doug with uh, Doug with a solo episode here this week. Um, basically, we're going to be talking about Eternites, which is a game that I was uh, lucky enough to get a review code for from the developer. So uh, before we get into that, we got a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first up, we have I'm going back to the El Bar and LaBerge Casino. If you liked, if you if you if you want to check out my shows, I'm doing a show on December 1st and December 2nd, 8 p.m. to midnight. Uh, you don't have to pay anything to get into the show. You just come, you hang out, maybe you get a drink, and uh, it's a fun time. Uh, this is going to be my third time going there, and I do two shows every time I go up there, and it's always a really good time. Uh, so if you don't have anything going on those days, it's a yeah, just come out. Uh, Next up, Resident Evil in Review is coming back soon. Uh, I don't know when the episode is going to get recorded, uh, but Separate Ways just dropped today, so uh, I plan on playing it a little bit later. And just a little note for anybody that listens to this podcast as a Steam Deck, if you have a Steam Deck and you plan on playing Separate Ways on your Steam Deck, uh, I tried to play it over my lunch break and I had a lot of issues. As it turns out, I had to go to the preview build and then update my Steam Deck to the latest of the preview builds. And after you download that update, make sure you go into your settings and you hit uh, apply the update. If you don't, uh, I had an issue where basically you would get through five minutes and there would be a cutscene. It's like the, literally the second cutscene in the DLC. It will freeze and not only will it, the game crash, your entire Steam Deck will crash and you'll have to reset You'll have to, to reboot your, your Steam Deck, and it, it was really frustrating. It took me a little bit. I had to go onto a Steam Deck page that I'm on on Facebook to find the answer for that. So uh, just something to look out for. And if you don't, if you're not caught up on the Resident Evil interview series, <clears throat> excuse me, got kind of nasally today, you can go find that those episodes on our, uh, on our feed. We reviewed and ranked every feasible Resident Evil game. What, what I mean by feasible is that we went and we started with the original Resident Evil on the PlayStation 1 and we played all of them. Uh, did not beat all of them because some of them are crap, but we played all of them, we reviewed them, we ranked them except for the Wii games and uh, games like Operation Raccoon City with it that you can't really play on PC right now. But if you want to go listen to that, it goes from Resident Evil 1 all the way to Resident Evil 4 Remake. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about separate ways. And we're going to talk about the additions that they just put into Mercenaries to see if that changes our mind about how we felt about that at all. And you can actually find the review we did for Mercenaries on our feed as well. Uh, with all that being said, we're talking about Eternites. Oh, uh, one more thing. Uh, <clears throat> If you want to look up the written review for Eternites, that is available on our WordPress page, as well as our written review for Sea of Stars, which just went live today. Uh, that is another great RPG game for you to play, and it really, I think, I think I'm going to talk about this later, but if you're an RPG fan, 2023 is a great time for you. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into Eternites. So, Eternites is a... The best way I, that I can describe it is it is a mashup, a mashup of the social elements and some of the RPG elements from Persona with a more Devil May Cry kind of combat, uh, combat system where you're, 
you're going through and you're doing like light attacks and heavy attacks and comboing them with the, you know these unlockable skills that you get. But you have the the social aspect where when you're where you're not in that when you are not in combat, you are hanging out with your friends and your allies and you're you're building relationships with them and those relationships as you elevate them you can romance them or you could stay friends and uh, as you progress you unlock more skills with them and their attacks get stronger yada 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 uh, but yeah the game starts off with uh, you know you and your friend y'all are hanging out in your apartment and basically you're filling out dating profiles like you're, you're signing up for dating like I, I guess whatever this for this universe's version of tinder is and um your friend leaves, you're hanging out, you're by yourself, and he sends over another dating app. And you sign up for it, you do like a little quick questionnaire, and after that's over with, you um, you basically you get a text message and you, you've got a date, a super flirty date. So the next day, you're going to meet your date, and there's basically this world-altering event where these Eternite facilities, they have some kind of leak, and the whole world has changed into this uh, basically hell on earth and all of the people except for you and like a handful of others are transformed into these demon monster things I'm not really quite sure what they are I think they're demons uh, well no that wouldn't make sense they would have to be monsters but you can't make demons uh, at least in my head you can't you, you have to make monsters but you can't make demons though those are just the, the those are just hell things uh, but basically uh, the whole world's changed. Uh, it's hell on earth, and oh, and you and your best friend you meet up in a, a bunker, and pretty quickly you you get out of the bunker and you get your you lose your arm, uh, but then you I don't I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate the way to set up this game without revealing any story details. Uh, you basically you lose your arm, and you get this really cool little energy arm that transforms into a sword and that is the, the start off and you have to get to a point on the map but to get to that point on the map you have to get through two major uh, two of these big walls right and so you get on a train and you're off to the races <clears throat> now I'm trying to remember the exact number I think counting the uh, counting the the bunker and the little train station I there are four four main dungeons in this game, so it's it's, it's kind of on the short side, but you'll you'll get oh that's a good thing in a little bit. And basically, the the dungeons work just how you know dungeons in like a game like Persona works, where you're roaming the halls, going you know finding there's these puzzles to do, there's uh, some mini games to do in the dungeons, and a whole lot of fighting. Uh, and you have a certain amount of time at each dungeon, like I think the first dungeon, I think you've got like four or five days to do it, which is fine because the dungeon is pretty short. <clears throat> what, what my strategy for these were, were that I would show up and I would do everything that I could in the dungeon and I would take those leftover days and I would hang out with uh, my friends and raise those social links. And the days are separated into days and nights. During the day, you can only explore the dungeon in the daytime, so you kind of want to use that time to the, the daytime to explore dungeons. But also, when you are done with the dungeon, or you just don't feel like doing a dungeon at that particular time, 
you can go and you can hang out, you can spend time with one of your friends. And that, you can either spend time with them or train with them. And uh, I'll talk about training in a second. But spending time with them is how you advance the social links. And uh, th that's where you get your your story. You know, you kind of learn about the backstory of these characters as you, you know spend time with them. And all of these scenes are great, I thought. And as, lo as long as we're talking about the social aspects a little bit longer here, there are these random little. Well, I don't. I think they're. I don't think they're random. I think. I think they're just you know, strategical plays. But there are these little cutscenes that you get uh, throughout the story. And it's basically just showing life on this train. And some of the, these cutscenes are absolutely hilarious. Uh, there, was a, there was one of them where I paused the game, which, by the way, real quick to talk about that real fast, the fact that you can pause at any point in this game is a major, a major selling point for me because as a father, there, I had to pause games all the time. Like I, and the Steam Deck is a big you know, point in that direction where... I could put the console to sleep, and that's how I was able to play games like Elden Ring and stuff like that. But the fact that I could literally, at no point in this game can I not pause it. I could pause it at any point. The only time where pausing did not work is during uh, the, the special moves, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, I paused this cutscene so I could bring it to my wife, because I was like, you've got to watch this, this is hilarious. Uh, just the personality and all these characters. I don't think there was a single character that I did not like. The, the best friend character, I kind of, when the game started, he, he is kind of like one of those things where I did not know if I was going to like his character a whole lot. But he has a, a really great arc. And just, just every character in this game is st stellar. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, you spend time with them, or you can train with them, which is training is something you can also do at nighttime. So, at, at daytime you can spend time or you can run the dungeon or you can train. Basically training, what training does is if you don't have enough points to advance to the next level, uh, you know, rank up that social link, then you could train with them or scavenge with them, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, and you can get some points and you get also, you get white essence by training or scavenging. Uh, which again, we'll talk about white essence when we get to combat. Uh, I thought that the training mini games were—they they were great. They were—they were good. Uh, every character has different training mini games. I actually really enjoyed. I'm—I'm. Uh, I'm, the reason I'm not saying names for any of these, by the way, is I want—I want them to be fresh for you. The—the the, the best way I can say it, the ice-based social link. Uh, has a mini game where you're splitting uh, red objects and blue objects. So you have to hit, I think it's a right bumper for the blue objects, left bumper for the red objects. And it sounds very simple, but when you're, I was just getting into a rhythm with, you know, sending these to where they needed to go. And sometimes I would just, I would just be so caught up in that rhythm that I would send the wrong one to the wrong side. And it was just one of it was one of those things where if this was just like a, a mobile app on my phone, I could see myself putting so many hours into just playing that game. Uh, but yeah, so scavenging is the other thing that you can do at nighttime. Uh, at nighttime, you can't spend time with your, your social links. You can either uh, you can either train with them or you can scavenge. And basically, what scavenging is is like a, a character will say, "Hey, 
I really I could really use some shoes right now, some new shoes. And you can choose between three different places. It's a convenience store, a library, or a storehouse. And once you pick which one you think the item is at, you you get there and you have a minute. And you can see that there's a bunch of glowing objects all over whatever location you're at. And you have to go and you know click. You'll go to click the first one. It's like, hey, these are batteries, and you just go on to you find the shoes you're looking for. And what what I appreciated is that the items that you're looking for aren't always where you think they will that like they, they will be. Like I think another item that was uh, necessary was the it was like a coffee mug, and I thought like I just assumed that that would be at the the warehouse, and it was not. It was in the, it was in the library. Um, and that's it's just a cool little mini game and if you don't like if maybe those mini games don't vibe with you the, the training mini games uh it's always completely possible to just do the scavenging uh, aspect of it and that'll still get you some extra points um let's see we talk about that uh and that's that's pretty much the gist of the oh also spending time with them is not always going to be just you hang like having a text-based like a just conversation the sometimes if you spend time with them you go through a little city area and you fight monsters with them and it's just you and that character so it can lead to like if you're not with the character that heals then you will not be able to heal yourself on these runs so it can add like a little degree of challenge which and we're, we're gonna talk about difficulty in a little bit uh, when we get to combat that is, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. Uh, basically, that's what. So the social links, uh, obviously, you know, if you want, you can choose to pursue a relationship with these characters. I did not try to romance more than one, so I don't know if there's. I would assume there's a consequence to that. Uh, I should actually ask. I should ask the developer. Or is it my contact? Uh, I'm not sure there's a consequence for romance more than one, but there is a new game plus option that I absolutely do plan on pursuing one day, so I might do that. I might just try. Um, so uh, relationships are great. If you, as you're advancing your relationship with them, you're getting uh, white essence and you're unlocking abilities that you you're using that white essence to unlock abilities, like the the ice. The ice social link has uh, a lot of good attacks that you can use uh, in conjunction with your own. And there's another ally that heals, so you can upgrade her healing ability. Or also, uh, she has two different healing abilities. One is like an AOE where she like puts a little, a little circle down, where as long as you're in that circle, you're healing. And there's another one where she just instantly heals you, which you know, dealer's choice, I guess. And uh, as long as we're talking about the white essence of things, oh, real quick, when you max out their essence, you get what's called a ult, their, you know, their ultimate attack, which is basically a really powerful, uh, it's a really power, it's not really an attack, with the, at least with the confidants, confidants, the social links that I maxed out, uh, like one of them was, if I'm about to die, uh, they will intervene and keep me from dying. And then there was another one that I maxed out where they would re uh, they would revive me for a little bit. So I had a I had a pretty good little shield if I ever died. I got close to dying, which uh, I guess is something to talk about. I never once died 
uh, I got close. I definitely got close because um, there is some, there are some enemies that kind of uh, can be frustrating in a, uh, towards the end of the game, and I'll explain why in just a second here. Um, but let's talk a little bit, a little bit about essence. There is white essence and there is black essence, and white essence is used to upgrade your allies and you know their abilities and stuff like that the black essence is to upgrade your abilities so you can use it to unlock things like death blow which is my favorite ability basically uh, when you're attacking you have this little meter at the bottom of the screen and as you're attacking and you had to be doing damage by the way so like if you're uh, just if you're just hammering on a shielded enemy you're not going to be filling up this meter but if you're uh, doing damage you're past the enemy shield you're filling up this meter and then you can do what's called a death blow and if it's a normal enemy then the death blow will kill them which is exactly what it sounds like but if it's a you know a bigger enemy that's not close to death it will basically just do a lot of damage and it will make your little ultimate meter go up and the ultimate meter is important uh well we'll just go ahead and get into combat so uh you basically it's you're, you're stringing together combos and your physical attacks and you unlock more uh, like you can get a strike or you get a death blow. There's a, a ability called whirlwind that's pretty good. There is an ability where you can make swords, like you could summon a bunch of swords that circle around you that does damage to anybody that's close to you, which is really useful for later in the game. Trust me when I say you want this ability at, at, towards the end of the game. Um, and ba uh, you're basically doing all this until you uh, get your ultimate meter filled up. And the ultimate meter. I never really use them on you know, trash mob enemies, but when you get to the bosses, I think um, I think every boss in this game has a shield, and then there are some like big enemies that have shields. And to break through the shield, you need to use an ultimate attack that correspond that corresponds with an element that is strong against whatever boss you're facing. So like if it's a, a fire type boss, then you want to use an ice ultimate attack. So what this entails is you fill up your ultimate meter and you use that ice-based attack and there's like a little cute, uh, little quick time event where you have to hit X in time with a circle, uh, like there's like a little circle and you have to hit X when the circle is perfect or whatever. And then you have to, there's two more QTEs, one is you just have to hammer on the X button and then you have to do the exact same one that you started with the, uh, the ultimate attack with. If you do that, break through the shield. Sometimes you have to do two ultimate attacks to break through the shield because they have three shields and the ultimate attack usually only goes through two. Um, but one of my main issues with the game, and it's only like one of two issues, well, well, technically three. We'll talk about the third one. I think I forgot to write about this in the written review. Um, there is almost a monotonousness that's not a word. The, the combat is a little bland before you get through those shields because you're not doing any damage and you're kind of just dodging and doing attacks to kind of build up your meter. And once you get once you get through that shield, combat's great again because you're doing you know you're you're dodging, you're doing these cool combos, you're attacking with your allies, and it's great. But the, a lot of times when I would face off against boss enemies. I just, I, I found myself being very uninspired and bored. Um, but that's, that is a little nitpick that, that I just 
thought of. I, I still think that this game is great. You should definitely play if you're an RPG fan. Uh, but yeah, so th that is the basic flow to combat with bosses. You, you build up your, your meter, you use an ultimate attack to break through their shields, and then you're, you're off to the races. You're, you're back to good combat. Uh, I think that's the only problem. That, that pretty much you know does it up with combat. The, the areas are all really inventive. They're fun to explore. Um, I think the only thing, the, the, the brightness level. I, I, the, I think it was the last dungeon in particular. Was the last dungeon? Yes. Uh, even with the brightness turned all the way up to the max, I had trouble seeing. And it wasn't like I was, uh, I do a lot of gaming like it, like when I'm waiting to go into my night class in my car. And it wasn't even a thing like that. Like I was, I was in, I was on my couch trying to play on the Steam Deck. And the, the brightness just was not enough for me to really see. And you kind of get, because you got the little whole glowing arm thing. Uh, it's, it it, it, it kind of mitigates the issue. You know, because you can kind of like you just see from the glow of your arm, but I, I think with like with a, with a good patch you can fix that problem. So no, nothing to worry about really there. Uh, the only other issue that I had was the there is a motorcycle sequence that infuriated me to no end. Uh, but again, that's just little nitpicks. The this game as a whole is fantastic. The story is really great. Uh, it's not too long, which in a, a in a time, the 2023 is like a, a great year for RPGs. It is also a year of very long games. Uh, the like just off the top of my head, some of the last games that I've played this year. You, you look at Diablo 4, Tears of the Kingdom. You've got Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16. All and, and you know Starfield's out now. Sea of Stars had a pretty lengthy uh, campaign to it. This game was, a, I think, I think my game time was clocked at about nine hours, which I could have, uh, I've heard that, you know, people get up to 10 to 12 hours in this game, and that's probably because of the difficulty. Uh, I was on the easiest difficulty because I am a little wuss, and I, I, I will say this for the game, there is not really, uh, there, there is definitely... There's definitely some difficulty, especially towards the end of the game, but I did not die a single time throughout the entire game. So, I think that this is a great, you know, casual RPG to pick up and play. Uh, I think I just said this, but the story is great. All the characters are fantastic. Uh, even if you don't think you like a character, the game is probably going to bring you around because there, there were two characters that I did not like when they were introduced, the best friend being one of them. Uh, I was all the other one. But by the end of the game, I absolutely love them. Uh, I think this game is fantastic. Studio Psy, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's Studio Psy or Studio S-A-I, but I am firmly on board with whatever they choose to do next. I will be first in, like, as soon as they come announce another game, I will be their biggest supporter. I plan on ordering a physical edition of this game when it comes out because I just... I adore this. It is right up my alley. I love RPGs. I love RPGs and social elements. I actually, uh, I think I found my next RPG for when I don't know what I'm going to play. Uh, it's been in my Steam backlog for forever. Okay, you know, it's it's the Night Ride Home podcast. We're going to have a call that interrupts it. Uh, but like I said, yeah, it's an RPG. It's an RPG social elements, which I love. 
uh, I honestly don't know where the cutoff is, so I'm going to start with saying, uh, hold on, I just got to, I, 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 just give me one second, just give me one second, one second. It's an RPG of social elements right up my alley. I love it. It's great. Uh, but yeah, so if you if you want to try a great RPG, I think I think it's normally thirty dollars, but it's on sale for twenty six ninety nine. It might not be that sale might not still be good. I don't know if it is. Uh, the the soundtrack is also on Spotify, and it is massive. I think it's like four hours long. I. Whenever I beat a game, I like to listen to the soundtrack. So I went to Spotify after I was done playing. And I added it to my playlist. And when I did that, I noticed that my playlist, uh, uh, my backlog uh, is, is always busy with, when it comes to Spotify. And I noticed that uh, my backlog had gotten way bigger. I think, I think the soundtrack is sitting around 150 tracks. So you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of you know, music to listen to if you dig the soundtrack like I did. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, Eternite's a great video game. And if you like this episode, go check out some of our other stuff. Like I said, Resident Evil Review is coming back with Separate Ways DLC and some you know, some additions to Mercenaries. And if you're in the Lake Charles area, December 1st and 2nd, I'll be doing a show at La uh, Burge in the L Bar, uh, 8 p.m. to 12. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you next time.